About the Church Podcast, episode number 101. Hola, everyone. Me llamo Cliff. Me llamo Esdeje. That's all I know. That's all you know. You know, you know your oh, name. Oh, Dios, que concediste a tu siervo, Osmaria, sacerdote, gracias innumerables. Escoyandole profunda instrumento as que yo sepa. That was like Italian and Spanish. It, that was Italianish. Something. I have no idea what I just said. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, anyway, that was awesome. That was close. So, welcome to tongues. About the Church 101. I'm glad you guys are sitting in your seats and you have your notebooks out. Yes, we this are. This is the basics of the basics class. This is the basics welcome of the basics. Welcome to college. Right. <laughs> ah, too funny. DG, it is always fun to have you back in studio, my friend. Dude, love it. A week without it, DG makes one week. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got I've got to make an a, for, a formal apology to Cliff. Oh no, uh, because uh, I am addicted to this thing called Foursquare. Uh huh. And uh, he knows where this is going. Probably yes, now. yes. And uh, Foursquare, you check in at different places. Like when you go to a place, you can check in. And and uh, by the way, uh, someone else is the mayor of your own headquarters. Yeah, yeah I <laughs> think Eric. Chef is it, no, no, Eric, Eric. Eric Fisher yeah. is the mayor of which GSPN. cracked me up. I just sent him a Twitter a, twi- a tweeter. Yeah. Oh, wow. My brain's yeah. not with me today. But I just sent him a tweet saying, dude, you're the mayor of Cliff's house. You're the mayor of Cliff's <laughs> house. It's like Cliff needs to at least go out and come back in four or five times so he can start being the mayor of his own house. That's right. But anyway, and I, I made the mistake of saying gspn.com world headquarters mm-hmm. and not .tv. Yeah, the .com, those are the competitors down the road. Say what? You know, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, I was like, "Are you serious? Someone has G- gspn.com?" Somebody does have. It's the gasket, bro- sprocket, something. Oh no com. way! Are you serious? Yeah. See, I was gonna go out and go buy the .com for you. Oh yeah, it's my apology. Oh, dude, DG, you should. You feel would not really buy that. I'm sure it's gonna cost you a couple bucks. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I'd like to take your domain name from oh, you. Yeah. If, if I had, if I could have gotten, let me see. I, I think it's the gasket. Yeah, it's the Gasket Seal and Packing Network Incorporated. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so there you go. So anyway, I just want to formally apologize. If anybody I, needs the, pipe the, flanges or anything like that, you're, <laughs> that's where you the go. The reason I was doing that is because I was, I was doing this as I was driving. <laughs> <laughs> and, nice. And I didn't think about the dot TV or dot com. And DG, by the way, would not be the one who listens to po- video podcasts while he drives. No, <laughs> no, that's not me at all. That's that's not, you're talking about. That's, that's not the one friend I happened to have mentioned the other day in another podcast. <laughs> that's going to kill someone or get killed himself. Anyway. Oh man. No. So it's well. You you told him to update it. I don't know if it'll ever get updated or not. I know. You know what? Honestly, what we should do is just change it to gspn.tv world headquarters and then tell everybody just to sign in that way. Well, that's what I was thinking of, of doing, but the thing is, is then all of a sudden you had all these people from all out of town that are che- that have quote unquote checked in before, and so yeah, but it, it's, I don't know if it actually has. Does it does it do the history of check ins? That's my I don't. Know oh, I don't know. I I just signed up for Foursquare when everybody was here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm I really noticed. not. I'm like a newbie to it. So. I need one more mayorship, and I think I get a a, a some kind of uh, Uber mayor. An I've Uber nine, mayor. I've got I'm mayor of nine places right now. I'm. What 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 places are you the mayor of? Uh, obviously, a Starbucks somewhere. Yeah, Starbucks Mall Road, which I consider to be my personal victory because uh-huh. a bunch of people go to Starbucks. Uh, but I don't know. It's uh, 
I'd be I'd be the mayor church, of Chipotle. Church, yeah, yeah, like my church, another church in Lexington because I was there for a, a retreat. Um, I don't know, just different places. Mm-hmm. I think I'm the mayor of Noodles and Company. Nice. Uh, now that I guarantee, if I got Stephanie on Noodles, she would beat me. She would so She'd tear wipe you the up. Floor with me. She would wipe the floor <laughs> with you, me. man. Because she's the because they got they got. Um, uh, those Rice Krispie treats? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those big triangles. Yeah. Well, welcome to About the Church podcast, where exactly. we talk about everything we want to talk about. And if you don't like it, we yeah. don't care. Yeah. We no. still love you. Deal with I, it. Actually, I do, but I'm trying to learn not to care as much. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, dude, so send okay. all your bad, horrible feedback to my good friend, DG. That's right. Yeah, because I can handle it. Yeah. <laughs> I used to tell it to all the people. Like, every time I do premarital counseling, I'm actually doing premarital counseling right now with another couple. Yeah. And um, not, I mean, I'm already married. I'm the pastor, so I get to, I always have to clarify that. What? You're getting, you're marrying somebody? <laughs> the first person exactly. I ever married was my cousin. Nice. Yeah. That's even better. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, uh, uh, so anyway, I was, I'm, I'm doing this premarital counseling. And so what were we talking about? I don't know. <sighs> I was so excited about it. Cause now you got me, my mind's going, you married a cousin, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was a pastor too once. Oh gosh. I forgot what I was going to tell you about the premarital counseling so You can't, you counseling can't beat stuff. the first person I ever married was my cousin, right? You can't beat that one. Well, I, okay. Here's a story. All right. Sitting in here's Starbucks across from a guy from another pastor. A guy walks in that I thought that I had married him and his wife as the official pastor. <coughs> I thought he walked in. Well, I had a pretty good relationship with this couple, like I do all the couples, because I don't marry anybody unless I've got a really good relationship with them. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, by the way, <laughs> my own personal advice, that is good stuff right there. <laughs> so I meet with him at least six or seven times for at least an hour each time before I marry anybody. And I would suggest that before you marry somebody that you be together for at least four seasons. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Uh, not the hotel room of Four Seasons. Yes. <laughs> nice. All right. But the actual seasons. Yes. And uh, anyway, and so uh, <laughs> so I was in Starbucks, and the guy walks in, and I whistled at him, but it was a it was like a heckling whistle, like you know, yeah. it's like hey, sexy. And he turns around. Not the dude I married him and his wife. Not the guy. <laughs> that okay. is awesome. And I'm sitting with no, guy, dude. That is awesome. I'm sitting with another guy. Yeah. And he looks at me like, oh my gosh, you know, this guy's like fragrantly hitting on me in front of everybody at Starbucks. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. I thought you were a guy I married. It's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me. And so, and then he was like walking away even more. Like he's running to the counter, hurry to get, get my espresso and I got to run. And then I was like, no, 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 dude, I'm I'm married. I'm married. And that didn't help me. <laughs> that didn't help. <laughs> And finally, I was you should have like, just said, "I'm a cultural, I'm a cultural architect." architect. <laughs> that would have been classic, dude. If that would go up on YouTube, that would be amazing. We need, we need one of those cheesy reenactment yes. videos. Yes, yes, indeed. So anyway, uh, it was hilarious though. Whenever I was like, "No, dude, I'm married." I mean, I mean, I mean, I married people. I'm a pastor. Oh, screw it. I'm gay. <laughs> You're looking great. <laughs> Your butt looks great in those jeans, buddy. Have a great day. God loves you. <laughs> it might have been easier. It might have been easier. Just, and of course, the guy I was with, he's another pastor, and he's like his head's down, his hands like, he doesn't, he doesn't want anyone to recognize him. Oh, that is good oh, stuff, awesome. That's my life, people. I say those things, and I don't even realize I'm saying them. Yeah. 
<sighs> By the way, speaking of things, uh, you might want to talk to to our good friend Sarah. I hear that she she you you had said something the the night during the party. Oh no! And Sarah was did not I offend he, somebody? She she I, I well she came in. She all she felt very self conscious about coming in. Oh okay. So she was like she was really really concerned about coming in during the lost party while everybody is here and and okay. causing things and. And so I, I don't know what you might have said, but I said, oh, no. but I know that you had made, you had made a comment, but everybody said they heard the comment was completely harmless. You were just joking around, but she doesn't, Sarah doesn't know you. Right. Sure. Most and, people don't. And, and, and everybody had pretty much been one upping one another throughout the evening. So it was a very light mood in the, in uh-huh. the room right. anyway. Yeah, sure. And, and, um, what, what, and I, she was, she was also hurt by something I had said. And she, so, cause I said, Hey, Sarah, thanks for stopping by, you know, and as, cause I was really, you know, I'm sitting on the floor, you know, there's really not a way. Oh, sure, sure, I, sure. I had the movie post. And, and somebody else, though, took what I had said and spun it as though I was saying something like, Yeah, Sarah, thanks for like stopping by. Like sarcastic. Yeah. Thanks for was stopping by. Was that me? Did I do that? No, no, no. I don't think you did. I think somebody uh. else kind of took mine and, and whatever. But anyway, we, we'll talk to her. She she, uh, she wait, wait, but it was something I said though. You said I don't know. At, we'll talk. At, we'll ask Stephanie. Oh, okay. Stephanie knows. She uh, says yeah. she goes. You and DG hurt Sarah's. I was like, ah, Sarah's feelings were hurt by something that DG and I may have said. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, so, you know, th- I tell everyone that that God uses me and my life and my mouth to teach forgiveness all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like one big walking apology. It's like it's like you know you pray for patience and God, you know, sends you lots of opportunities <laughs> yeah, to, to work on right. it. So yeah. she may have been praying for, for for help with forgiving others, and so therefore she brought Cliff and DG into her life. That's yeah, exactly. There you go. So we can say out loud right now. It'll be recorded. If she ever wants to play it back, we'll sing it in front of the, at least you know. How many of our listeners we have? Oh, we we usually seven have billion listeners, seventeen billion <laughs> listeners. That's right, and we love every single one of you. Yeah, we formally apologize for what I said, even though I don't know what I said. I'm sorry. I and that's the reason I'm apologizing is because I was such a jerk. I don't even realize I was saying it. <laughs> I have no idea what it was. It it, it but I, I I'm sure it was just she just I think she just felt self conscious. So if you sure, even, yeah, yeah. if you if anybody was to look at her the wrong way, you would right. you would get okay, that. I have a question for you. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. This is we're just we're just catching up. Yeah, this is it. I love you. Yeah, and this is this is what friends this, do. Yeah, welcome to Christianity. Exactly. So one time I came down here to use the bathroom and I went back upstairs and it was paused. And as soon as I got back upstairs, it was played. Were y'all waiting on me? No. Okay. It was just perfect timing then. We were just wanting to see if you flushed and if you washed your hands <laughs> I afterwards. Hands. I did wash my hands. That's what we were waiting for. <laughs> that's funny. I did flush and I did wash my hands. Right. But I just knew like this is like the, the secret bathroom, you know, and this is like, I was like, I know where that bathroom is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going no down there to use the bathroom. I told Chef Mark, Chef Mark says, can I use the bathroom? I said, just as long as you know that there are public restrooms in New York City that are more cleanly than that bathroom. <laughs> but this is like this is like my secret man bathroom. That's right. You know? Exactly. It's like, this is the man bathroom. It's just it's meant to be nasty and awesome. That's right. That's exactly. the way I look at it. I'm like I feel comfortable here. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It's like you know, it's, this is the kind of bathroom that you have to you have to pour you have to pour. Um, uh, yeast or Lysol down because it's more like an outdoor outhouse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's a toilet. 
Wow, we are covering all the bases here today, aren't we? <laughs> 101. 101. About this is church. about the church 101. Yeah, so we yeah, well, let's talk about that. Let's um I think that's a good idea. You, it's a good topic that we were talking about is, you know, it, it, and and I think um that the this person in the chat room edit video, uh, if someone twists your words, how does that make you, your fault? Yeah, I, I don't and know. I think that, you know, going into I think that this is a I think this is a pretty good topic because there's a lot of people out there, especially um like okay, I've spoken at a lot of different churches. And when I speak at a lot of different churches, inevitably, um, there are one or two people, and I don't do it on purpose. Uh, I'll say, for example, uh, I'll, I'll refer to God as a he. Yeah. And I won't use she every now and then and just do the he thing um, or or something like that. And everything, you know, is, is masculine. Or I'll read the Bible and it'll be not a translation that is, that'll say brothers and sisters, that'll just say brothers. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't use actually inclusive language. And so I, and, and they'll come up to me sometimes it rarely is it really anger. It's really more of a, Hey, I just want to make you aware that that is the case. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, you know, I'll, and, and you're right. So should it be something that I apologize for? I don't think so. I mean, or is it just something that, you know, I'll take that in consideration. Thank you so much for your comment. Right. Yeah. I, I guess maybe I, I, I had, I don't know. Did I say that we needed to apologize or did I say that we may have said something that... Oh, no. I just flat out said yeah. I apologize. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm sorry that her feelings were hurt, but... Uh, right, yeah. Yeah. But I think that it happens to people a lot. It does. It does. And, and in, sometimes it's, it's due to other people's insecurities. Mm-hmm. But if I am a Christian, then I do care about other I, people. That's and ex- I do care. And if and they I have know- insecurities, I want to love them and help them, you know, see past those things. And it, it's not you know, a matter of whether or not we were right or wrong. It's the right. the fact is 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 there something that somebody else had? Matter of fact, I, you know, I think there's a place in the Bible that says, you know, you come here, you bring your sacrifices, but wait, leave your sacrifice at the altar. Go be reconciled to your friend. Exactly. Yeah. It doesn't say if you did something wrong. If if your brother has something against you or your sister, uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. If if if, if somebody has something against you. And there's something that's standing between your relationship. Yeah. Go be reconciled, and then bring your sacrifices to me. Right, exactly. You know, and and it's kind of like that. You yeah. know, I mean, it's just, <laughs> hey, uh, treat others with respect and love and care, <laughs> yeah, and actually love them in the midst of whatever's right. going on in their lives. Yeah, and I think that's, <clears throat> I think it's a beautiful kind of a thing that that's a it's a beautiful reminder. Like for example, I made some comment, and this is a this is a I say it's a common saying. I just I always heard it's a common saying. Um, that uh, whenever you when you refer to somebody as like, well, I, I was treating them like a redheaded stepchild. Oh, okay, yes. And which is you know insinuating it's, co- not my, it's not my it's not my kid or child. They have red hair when we don't have red hair, you know. So it's just it's obvious they're not my child, kind of a thing. And you would treat them differently. Well, I said that to a guy who raised a stepdaughter. Uh huh. And he was like, hey, I just want to make you aware that 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 you know that can be offensive. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, I've never thought about that. And I'm so sorry. Yeah. You know, I really did it. You know, I really appreciated him bringing that up. Yeah. It's like when Tiffany and I are always walking around with everybody else and, and we're right in the middle of the adoption process for those of you who don't know that we've been doing that. And, uh, and, and people will walk up to us all the time and say, oh, so you my kid or I wish you'd just take my kids. Uh, well, you want to take my kids home with you? And we were like, you know, you know, and you, <laughs> Your your not heart of peace response is, oh sure, make fun of the infertiles. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> That's what you want to say is just like, dude, seriously, I will steal your child and mm-hmm. I will move to Mexico. You will never see them again. I want to be a daddy that bad. Right. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's, it, it's a chip on my shoulder, not, not someone else's. Right. And they're not being serious. Well, Stephanie and I had that. Away your kids, you we know? had that on, on one of our podcasts and I can't remember what it was. It was probably the lost podcast. And we sit there and we said, man, that is so retarded. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. And, or gay, and, that's gay. Yeah. You know, all these that's derogatory kind of terms. Exactly. And, right. and it's like, we had some people who have special needs children. And it's like, you know, that that's a term that's often associated to to what my child, and, and, and you are using that phrase in a way that says that is unacceptable. It's out of, you know, it's, it's, it's ugly. It's, right. and it's like, you know, that's offensive. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, and it, you're right. right. And I am very sorry. And, and you know, I, I'm not going to use that phrase or, or I'm going to attempt to curb my use of that phrase exactly. because cause exactly, it has yeah. been so much a part of my upbringing that, oh, yeah, you know, know. It, it, yeah. And so exactly. is it, is it important for us? I, I think it's important for us to be mindful of how our words and actions and everything else that we do impact the lives of the people around exactly. us. Exactly. Sure. And and I think that if you actually respect and love everybody, everyone, everyone, which I think that is a very Christian thing to do, uh, then you can you can try to work on it. And then, and then the, other thing, the other thing that I think that would be really effective is for you to turn to those people that you've offended and be able to say, I need your help with this. Right. And that will speak volumes to be able to say, hey, I realize that I might have offended you and I don't really want to do that to you or anyone else again. So would you help remind me that, you know, and in a way that's loving, not I'm going to beat you over the head because you're doing things bad and offending people. But would you be willing to, you know, to help me through in the midst of that? I think that's that. Now we're starting an amazing authenticity when it comes to relationships and, and have a healthy community in the midst of that and, and things like that, which I'm all for. So Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I'll tell you what, DG, we actually have some audio feedback for today's Sweet. show. Wait. So we are going to first turn 101. to 101 and we have some <laughs> feedback. This is this is coming from our good friend Fred from Long Island. Hi, this is Fred from Long Island calling for About the Church and just wanted to comment about something in episode 95, however long ago that was, about uh, a discussion ago. toward the end uh, <laughs> when there was a listener question regarding uh, whether drinking alcohol was acceptable for Christians and my take on that subject uh, from a personal experience. Um, my grandfather uh, had an alcohol problem right up until the end of his life uh, when he had a, a literally a, a deathbed conversion, and uh, which we were very thankful for. But wow. uh, getting there was not very pleasant for him or for us. And as a result, uh, you know, we went through this when I was a teenager, and I kind of swore off uh, drinking at that point, never had one, never wanted one. So uh, I am quick to tell people that the reason I do not partake of alcohol is not for any kind of religious reasons, but really for personal reasons. And I I don't necessarily have problems with people uh, having a drink now and then uh, when it comes to alcoholism and uh, anything approaching alcohol abuse. Um, I have very strong opinions about that. But uh, really enjoying your discussion on the subject, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Fred. Yeah, thanks, Fred. Yeah, it, 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 when somebody knows somebody that has has alcoholism, it, it does give you a different oh yes a different perspective. And and so, Fred, I know exactly where you're coming from. Sure. 
And I've had somebody very close in my life that, that struggles and had struggled even or had pretty much given into alcoholism a uh, good portion of my young childhood. So I know I, I'm still the type of person myself personally that when Stephanie and I are out and we go to like a, we've been on some trips that, you know, all inclusive uh, incentive trips when I used to sell life insurance and we'd go, you know, to like Barbados or whatever, like, like that. a cruise, like the cruise things, like a cruise things, but then other, just other random trips, but it's just like, all inclusive. So yeah. yeah. So, and they throw cocktail parties and, you know, they have, you know, the strawberry daiquiris and whatever. And, you know, oh, okay, I like yeah. a good fruity sissy drink, sissy drink. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and of course, you know, it's strawberries crushed up with ice and, and, and a good portion of rum in there. And, and I'll have, a, you know, one or two of those, sometimes three. Sure. And, uh, you know, stuff like that. I've been known to abuse alcohol before. Uh, myself, personally, I, I, yeah. my, my entire freshman year at <laughs> I was college. Say, we've, got, we've, had, we've, co- we've covered that a little yeah. bit. So, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, I, I really thought that I had alcoholism, you know, that first year. Mm-hmm. And the second semester, I'm like, I'm not, this is too much. I, I can't drink this stuff anymore. Right, right. And, and I went like an entire year without having a drop. Yeah. And, and now, you know, my wife and I, we can go and we can have a drink. And right. it's and not that, a big And that might have been God kind of loving you in the midst of that stuff too i mean you know yep. uh you know that might have been the grace of god helping you through whatever you had going on in the freshman stuff in the freshman year too though. yeah so i mean so, i don't want to blame god or satan yeah. for everything right you know kind of a thing but or spiritualize everything like i got the parking space yay thank you god <laughs> thank you you're so awesome he's like i didn't give that to you you just got it <laughs> well dude the guy congratulations was, the, it's that guy that pulled out you should yeah <laughs> yeah i think that guy why don't you go take that guy to eat? He needs me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, yeah I, I agree. I think that it's, um, and you know, we've already kind of covered it a little bit too, but I appreciate, you know, his comment there. I, I know Absolutely. a lot of people that, um, that you know, have either been affected by alcoholics or, or abuse of alcohol uh, or alcoholism. And, um, and it's not, it's not fun. It's not pretty. It, it destroys relationships. It destroys community and it destroys people. Yeah. I mean, and it's not good. Uh, same thing's true for gambling, and same thing's well, true for you know. For me, for me, it's gluttony. You, I, you, yeah, you know what? I'm not. I'm not an alcoholic, but I am a. I I struggle with gluttony, yeah. and, and of course, obviously, I've been doing a lot of things in my recent you know life here over the last eight months now uh, to to really make some differences in my life, and right. and it's and it's been had some pretty big stuff there. But man, I'll tell you what, yeah, I, I it, you know, there's so much. There's so much focus and emphasis on um, the abuse of alcohol and and or the use of alcohol in our churches. Yeah. And, you know, it, 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 there are some there are some segments of Christianity where it's like, man, if you if you have a beer in your church or in your refrigerator, we don't want you in our church. Sure. Or if you or if you use wine in your communion, we yeah. don't want you in this. church. Right. You know, but 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 it's nothing for that church to have a deacon or even a pastor that, you know, weighs 350 pounds. You know, right. it, it's, it's no big deal. And and the guy would eat, you know, four cheeseburgers and, sure. you know, two yeah. orders of large supersized fries for lunch. Right. You know, that that's not a big deal. And it's like I, I don't understand. I mean, the, the question is, what are we doing with the resources and the and the stuff that God's provided us, exactly. And I as you know, it, it, I think there is a lot of issues out there, and it's, and then sometimes sure. we just focus on alcoholism, we just focus on on uh, homosexuality, we just focus. It's like there's so much out there. Right. God, we just need to be discerning God's will for our lives. Right. And and not to ignore those things. No. But 
maybe our focus should be on the freedom that's found that's found away from those things that, that brings a hope that can get you out of the chains that those things can be able to, to put on your life and your family. Right. Um, and instead of just always focusing on how horrible it is not to make light of it because it is horrible, yeah. but also to be able to balance that with being able to say there is hope, there is a way out. You, you, you know, you can find a community and a God that will love you in the midst of this and help you out of that. Right. That, um, whether it's, depression or i mean all these different issues you know so i mean it's there is a freedom and there's a hope that is found i believe in christ and so that 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 needs to be it needs to be a part of the equation in the conversation it's just right. got to be that way well since we're catching we're doing some catch-up here today i want to share sure. something with I'll you i'll do some mustard and mayonnaise all right <laughs> sorry it's too cheesy I had to. all right but anyway and then re- remind me we do have one more call and it's from carrie and it's an important question okay. that i want to make sure we don't like stop this episode without answering. Sure. But um, I, I the question or the, the thing that I wanted to share with you is that Stephanie and I are no longer officially leading a home team Bible study group okay. in our church. Okay. We stepped down. Uh, it was a very interesting conversation. I'm not going to share with you how that conversation went That's only fine. to say it went terribly bad. Yeah. It, it, it went terribly bad. I can see that. It was sure. it wasn't with the head pastor of our church. It wasn't even with the you know the other teaching pastor of our church. It was with the person who you know it, it was with another person. But um, we we remember we told you that sometimes we just feel overwhelmed by the things that the church just oh, throws sure. on you. And, sure. and 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 fi- I mean it, finally I had the time to sit down and write and formulate an email to the person who heads up all these groups at our church and I mm-hmm. I put my heart into an email explaining that you know man I'm I'm really questioning whether or not I can continue to commit to this position with all of the things that have come along with it right and so basically that have been added to it that, well exactly because right. the original commitment was you lead a small group that means what that means in this place equals mm-hmm. it was. You open up your home or you at least agree to go to somebody else's open up their home. But you commit one night a week for an hour and a half of time to lead and facilitate a meeting where you are someone who will be you will facilitate. You will actually shepherd and care for those people in the group. You'll it's not just a commitment to them during the hour and a half, but it's a commitment to to really build into the lives and invest in relationships with these people. Right, exactly. And, you know, which means that it's more than just one night a week, but it's but that's pretty much the primary focus. Well, what happened was is that um, over time, there became issues where, you know, we started to, you know, not only they started to say, if you are in a home team, we want your home team to start setting up for church and tearing down for church. Uh, and there would be a rotation. It wasn't right, something right. you could sign up for. It's like it's handed down to you. <coughs> it, there was, you know, there are these events that the church throws, these public events. And rather than saying, you know, sign up, are you coming to this? Right. It's pretty much because you're in a home team, your home team is expected to bring, you know, be, your home team is going to bring snacks or your home team is going to bring desserts. Right, right, you know, right, right, and sure. stuff like that. So it's like, and of course, when you have a home team that is small as ours, that means pretty much everybody has to attend. Or as a home team leader, you know, how do you expect everybody in your group to come if you can't set the example to come? So not only was there the expectation now that if you're a home team leader, you have to be there to set up and tear down, but you also have to communicate and administrate all the details to all the people, and to, to make sure that they're reminded and all the other things. And and then there was then recently 
if you're an official home team, now it was handed down that once a month, you're going to give up one of your meeting times and everybody in your group is required to go participate in this ministry. Right, right, right. Regardless of whether or not it's your gifting or not. Right, I remember you talking about that. All right? And so um, finally, I just said, you know what? This is too much stuff that I feel like it's pulling me away from the things that I feel God would love for me to invest in mm-hmm. this local body. And it's sure. like I want to be I want to be more passionate about the podcast that I produce for them. I want to be more involved in their social media social media networking strategy yeah, and stuff sure, like that. Of course. I but I can't do that because I'm so bogged down. And so I, I basically I, I I you know wrote that email. And he asked me if I'd come in for a meeting and talk with him about it. And so Stephanie and I went in. It didn't go very well. Um, it, it pretty much, uh, the uh, you know. What was it? Uh, this is just a side question, uh, just because this happens so often. Was it a miscommunication because he misread something in the email? No. Okay, all right, good. No, no. It was, it, it was a clear... It was a clear difference of opinion on what on on spiritual giftedness. Gotcha. So, for okay. example, it, it's the mindset that says, no, and and these these are words that I've heard not just from this individual, but from many people. I I don't understand how these words come out, but um, <laughs> obviously I disagree. But well, they use larynx. Yeah. And it voice. No, I'm just checking. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, the word is the 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 the, the kind of the feeling was that. You know, but that's just crazy because nobody's gifted. Nobody's called by God to move chairs. Nobody's called by God to go and 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 pick up furniture and deliver it to people's houses. Right, sure. You know, and and I'm like, yeah, and it's actually called the spiritual gift of helps. <laughs> and uh, I'm raising my hand to tell you, I don't have it. Yeah, or I don't. Or hospitality. Or, or, you the know. gift of hospitality. <laughs> sure. There, there's the gift of encouragement. There's the gift of all of these other things, all sure. of these different gifts. And are, do we all have those gifts? No. Now, d- does that mean I'm never called to help anybody? No. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, there are many times that I need to, to, to help people. But there sure. are some people who, trust me, you ask them to, to show up and will you just give it, lend us your hands and your feet? Right, sure. They will jump at it in a heartbeat and they will be praising God and that is the <laughs> that is they love to serve God right. in that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I and I think that I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I think it's more an issue of them saying you've got to stop once a month doing what you're doing to do this. I think if they would have if it, it, and this just makes sense to me, of course, we're not messing with anything that's already going and it's going well. You keep on meeting, but here's a ministry going on over here that we would want to encourage you as well as the people that are in your house church or house, whatever, what do you call them? Home teams. Home teams um, to be able to come and support this ministry. Mm-hmm. And that's a totally different way of saying it, of saying, you know, you got to quit this one time. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, th- because that's the equivalent of going into a traditional church and saying, and I'm not, <clears throat> I think this is actually a cool idea, but... But uh, that's the equivalent of going in there and saying, hey, we're not going to meet this Sunday and have worship. <laughs> we're going to go, you know, serve the homeless or something like that. And like, I, I guarantee you there would be people that were like fuming because no one likes surprises. Nobody. Li- I mean, even the surprises that you're going to get a gift out of, yeah. you know, you still don't like the very first part. You're like, what the? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Thank you. I love you too. Yeah. But no one likes other surprises. And it seems like that was more of a surprise. You weren't a part of that decision. And, right. uh, and I think that's the other thing that too, is just like, 
you know, if it was a decision that that they allowed your home team to make, mm-hmm. instead of saying you have to do this if yeah. you call yourself a home team, um, that's a, that's another issue too. Yeah. yeah. So so the other so a couple of weeks ago, I was I was sick, so sick, DG, that I didn't even record podcast the next day. So that's pretty sick. You you understand how yeah. sick that is, sure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so Wednesday night, you were uh, sick. I was you sick. Were sick in the head and the body. So I send a text <laughs> message to my friend Tr- Trisha and I said, "Hey, Stephanie and I, you know, I'm I'm not feeling good. We're, uh, we're not going to be able to make it to this ministry." Right. Sure. All right. And I inserted the ministry name, and 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 she texts me back. She's Oh crap! We were on our way to your house. I forgot all about that. I guess I know where we're going next. <laughs> and see that it's like. Oh, it's like yeah, yeah. I'm so far behind that I forgot to communicate. It's like I need to send a reminder every week to let yeah. people know that right hey, this is the week that we don't meet here. That we, and yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like oh, what? So finally, I, I mean, and it's not. I, well, I do fundamentally disagree with having everybody, you know, mandatory, you know, sure. drop everything because I don't think everybody should be doing ministry that they're not personally called to. Right. And the churches that I've heard that do those kinds of radical things, like what I was talking about, like the whole church takes off this day and and goes and serves the homeless or it's goes not and consistent. does something. <clears throat> right. And it was a decision that the church came to because they were all feeling a leaning towards that. Right. Or the majority of them were. And and it, and they and whoever the pastor was, hopefully, allowed them to be able to to make that discernment call as a community to be able to say, you know, I think God might want us to do that. And right. that would be cool. Let's try to do right. that. So my so so Stephanie and I were driving home uh, from picking up McKenna the other day, and and Stephanie's sister was with us, and she just moved back into town from Washington State, and she went to massage school there, uh, massage therapy school. All right, so she has this gift, uh, or not gift, but well, she has this talent, and she has this knowledge and training of how to use her hands to you, do massage therapy, right? So we, she sees the Women's Crisis Pregnancy Center. Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, that's where that is because I need to c- get in touch with them. I plan on going and volunteering to go do massages for the women that, that come in there. Right. And it's like, do you see how that, I mean, that is a natural ministry to the community. Sure, sure. And it's like, you know, it, but if, and here's my concern. My concern is if you participate in a church and become a part of a group that all of a sudden you, number one, you've got, let's just say you've got family, mm-hmm, possibly mm-hmm. have kids. You've got a job that is crazy and you've got personal things going on in your own life, but yeah. you, but you want to participate. You want to be plugged into the community and the local church. So you attend the local church. The local church says, we want you in a small group. So once a week you're in a small group, right. but then because you're in a small group, we also, you want your small group to occasionally randomly be available for setup and tear down of, of the church. We also would love to invite you if you can, if you have any interest to uh, be a Sunday school teacher, we sure could use your help there. But also we want you to be a part of this ministry. And before right. you know, and, and we want you to attend all of these events before you know it, it's like, I can't volunteer at the women's crisis pregnancy center. I, I don't have yeah. time for that. I'm already doing all these other things. Yeah. And that and is, that <laughs> is a concern of Sorry. mine. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that, that churches in general are really good at sucking the life out of its members. Right. Especially the people that are excited. They want to find a place to serve. And so they find them a place to serve. And then they put them on a te- on, a, on some board. And they put them on another board or team. Right. And, and, and then they don't have a rotational understanding. <laughs> and so those people just do that so much that they burn out. Yeah. And they say, no, I'm stopping. I've got to have a break. Give me a sabbatical, which, by the way, pretty Christian idea. 
right. <laughs> to go off and take a break a little bit. Uh, Jesus did it all the time. And and then, you know, and then when they come back, they're jaded when they say, I'm not doing that. I did that once and I was way burned out. Find somebody else. And then you have this church that's begging for volunteers yeah. to be the hands and feet of Christ in some cases or to do useless, boring things in some cases. And and, and it it's not healthy. Yeah. It's, and part of it is, is they just completely take advantage of volunteers. And, you know, and I know a lot of churches that just take advantage of the staff. Right. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but any church that expects someone to do children and youth ministry, that's, that's wrong. It is. That is completely wrong Yeah. because neither one of those ministries are going to be as good as they could be and should be, especially if you don't have anyone volunteering and helping out, you know, that, that minister or whoever that is doing those two ministries to combine. So it's just, it's very, very, very frustrating. And, and, and yeah, and anonymous art there, it says, uh, and this is a very real statistic. Uh, once that 20% of a church congregation do 80% of the work. Yeah. And that's, that's a very real statistic that I've yeah. heard. And, long, and, and, long and one ago. of the arguments that I have heard in the past and have heard multiple times is that, well, you know, if we don't put people on rotation, it, it just doesn't get done. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe there's a different approach than forcing people to do it. Right. You know, um, for example, I, I, I came to my home team group and I shared with them what was going on because it was the last official, you know, meeting of our home team. Sure. Um, and, and I, and I sat down and I said, you know, it's like, do you guys know what spiritual gifts are? What, what, vis-? no. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. I think maybe we need to have let's, some conversation. Let's do something. Yeah. Let's, let's do talk something. about spiritual exactly. gifts. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and let's talk about this, but it, the church should be training people on what spiritual gifts yeah, are, how to uncover it. And, and sometimes you do things that are uncomfortable <coughs> and, and you, and you never know. It may be something like, right. <coughs> hold on. Cliff is coughing uh, over there. I know. It's like as soon as he coughs, I want to have like a cough drop and just throw it right in his mouth. There you go. Got it. <laughs> Chip a tooth probably on the way in, but no doubt. But yeah, and yeah, and I, you know, I think that it's it's very real. Then. Well, well, here here's an example. I'll I'll be honest with you. It was Thanksgiving a couple years ago. Okay, okay. that's all I remember. It was Thanksgiving a couple years ago, or no, it was Christmas a couple years ago. No, it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving. Somebody had volunteered to go down to this place called Fairhaven, which is a rescue mission for men. Mm-hmm. All right, I know. Her. And I they, know her. they 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 serve dinner and they have a chapel service that you know if you stay if you come for dinner, you're they ask you to stay for the chapel service to hear you know a, an encouraging message. Right, sure, of course. And so, um, anyway, this guy says, Cliff, you know, I I volunteered to do this. I can't do it last minute. Can you go tonight? And help out at Fairhaven. And I'm like, so what's that mean? And he says, you go and they serve dinner. So you work in the kitchen. And then um, I was responsible for leading the the chapel service. Oh, wow. And I'm like, he says, I know you have the ability to preach. And I'm like, yeah, but I've never preached to homeless people before. Right. And how much notice did you have? Uh, six hours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, six hours. So I'm sitting here. It's like it's not that I'm afraid of homeless people, mm-hmm. and not that I didn't know that they existed, but my ex. I I, 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 but here's I the hope de- you know they exist. Well, well, hold on. Here's the deal. My only experience with homeless people from that point in time are the really scary guys that beg you for money, and then they start chasing you 
down the road when you you had that happen to you yeah oh i've had oh yeah across oh, across the street with me seriously man seriously i need some money wow, wow and it's wow. like and so I, that's I mean, like children that have been attacked by dogs yeah <laughs> they have this fear of dogs so so it's like <laughs> you know will you will you go down and preach and it's like okay i i can i'm really comfortable preaching to a a group of christians I I've I've done oh, that. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know, and a group of Christians who pretty much are, you know, they're they have the same socioeconomical status as I do. Right, sure. You know, I, I, and again, I, I this was asking and probably me to, similar beliefs. Similar faith, beliefs yeah. because we're in the same church, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, and all of a sudden it's like now I'm asked to go preach or teach a mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. small little sermon to a group of people that are you know they have no roof over their head mm-hmm. i i don't some of them are addicts some of them are struggling i mean some of them sure. may believe some of them may very much hate god right you know mentally and unstable mentally in some unstable. cases yeah, yeah sure absolutely I mean, there's all a, these, full all gamut full gamut full gamut but i'm asked to go and do this and it's like but it's like all of a sudden it's sinking it's like <laughs> what did i have the did i have the time available to go do it yes and did I, I was flipped out. I said, let me think right. about it. And during the sermon, or during that sermon that morning, because he asked me before the sermon, and then, and then after the worship gathering, or during the worship gathering, I felt God saying, do it. Do it. Right. And I'm like, shut up. Seriously? <laughs> There's no way. And I was sitting there thinking, all, and then afterward I said, yeah, I'll do it. Cool. And I flipped out all day long. I mean, I was. Of course, yeah. And it's like, so I went down, and I did, and you know what? It was unbelievable. It was the most amazing. I had never met so many courteous people in my life. Awesome. Some of the kindest, gentlest, most appreciative people in my life. Just, I mean, it, it was it was it it was radical. The awesome. amount yeah, of love cool. that some of these men. Had. Now, were there some people with some mental instabilities? Of course, absolutely. But there was some people. I mean, I really felt genuine love and appreciation from these men. And so I, I helped serve, and then I preached, and then afterwards, the amount of people that came in, and it's just the way that whatever it was I shared, and I don't even remember why I shared that first night, but you know what? I was so uncomfortable. It's something I would have never thought to do on my own, but since then, I've probably preached and helped uh, serve in the kitchen at Fairhaven mm-hmm. no less than 30 to 45 times. Yeah, sure, that's cool. Because I love going down there, but you know what? That's something I don't feel like I can ever go do if I'm asked to consistently go over here right and so vicky in our chat room earlier she says you know even if i am even if i have the helps gift doesn't necessarily mean i have to go and do some one certain thing right. oh yeah of you course, know course. it's like yeah. it, it, it you know i don't all of that and then um anonymous 7428 earlier says um i was just a part of a church plant that started in October of this past year. Mm-hmm. Here we are recording this right now, you know, first of Feb, you know, February 4th. And it says, um, it just started in October and I've already heard some members of the church say they feel like the church is sucking the life out of them. Right. Exactly. So, so, and then I, I want to, and another good point was, uh, you know, does the church end up losing members because of the sucking the life out of them, the yeah. volunteerism? And uh, and so I just want you to clarify: Are you are you leaving that church? Are you no. Go to some other yeah, church? that, that is a great question. Clarify. That is a wonderful question. Uh, Stephanie and I are not leaving Watermark Community Church. Ab- <laughs> absolutely not. We are not. We are not runners. We're not church hoppers. Right. Right. Yeah. The the thing is, is, gosh, we we did leave. Um, we did leave another big church in our area, but it was not because of the little details in the politics. 
it was a overall vision difference. At least at, at Watermark, they still see the value in doing life together outside of the facility. Right. Now I will say that I will say that you know Watermark's not opposed to, and I think that they've even you know mentioned that it would be nice to own a church, their own building one day, so that they wouldn't have to do the whole setting up and tearing down all the time. And it's like, man, I just see, I know what comes with a building. That it comes with a desire to make sure that you don't just use it once a day, once a week. Of course, yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, I know what comes with that building. Sure. But sure. but you know what the the thing is. No, no. Stephanie and I have are not leaving. Step, actually, Megan was the first one to ask me. So, are we going to Watermark on Sunday, Dad? You know, and it's like, yeah, we're going to Watermark. We're not going to up and run. There is no perfect church. Sure, of course. There not. is no perfect. They're all perfect. They're all. It's going to happen of, when Jesus comes back, but exactly. Get a way around for them. And you know what? I'm not a perfect person, and I'm not. I'm not always right. Yeah, of course. But you know what? I I didn't, and and it's not necessarily that this is such a big issue that I. It, it, but I was I was a little concerned about you know the. You know the, you know the putting so much on the members of a home team. I was like, right. ah, and I think that you, you, I mean, you commented towards that. You know the 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 thing that I was, you know, that I always challenge everybody is, you know, make sure you don't use these gifts as a crutch, mm-hmm. as an excuse of not doing something. But right. really, truly, prayerfully discern with yes. what that is. And I think that that's what you were basically saying. I didn't, you know, you didn't want to go down to Fairhaven, but you prayerfully discerned what that is. Right. And you're basically saying, I think you're telling everybody, you prayerfully discerned about this other thing too, about the oh, whole yeah. team stuff. Yeah. And, and you, it, it, you know, it was a gut wrenching, <laughs> heart level email and conversation you guys had. Yes. Uh, to bring about this decision. So. Yeah. Uh, oh, and it's something Stephanie and I have been talking about for months. Exactly. Well, you've mentioned it here a while back. I mean, yeah. Pretty far away. Exactly. And, and finally, I I said, you know what? It's 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 not right for me to continue forward feeling this way sure. I do about it. And so I I we we did we stepped out. But I want to say Stephanie and I are now leading what we call an EOTC uh, book club, which is an encouraging others through Christ book club. So oh, okay. DG, you're and more. Right. And I was just trying to spell out or pronounce EOTC. EOTC. It stands for EOTC. EOTC. <laughs> it is it is an encouraging others through Christ book club. And so cool. once a week we are opening our home. And by the way, anybody in the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area or even visiting in this area, cool. on Wednesday evenings from 7 to 8.30, you contact me, email feedback at gspn.tv. I'll give you directions. We're getting together once a week to, uh, to discuss a book and to encourage one another cool. and inspire one another to... Awesome. Live more healthy, balanced Christian lives. Okay, we've got to do a voicemail, and um, yeah, and then I want to throw a book out. All right, so you're going to throw a book out? Yes. All right, so we're doing a book burning today. No, no, no. After no, no for people to read. Okay, cool. Here's here's Carrie's voicemail. Hey, Cliff, it's Carrie with words to mouth, and I'm calling about the um, about the church podcast. And my question is, I'm wondering if any of your followers and listeners um, have utilized social media to help build uh, attendance with youth programs. I'm trying to come up with some ideas for our youth program um, by utilizing maybe Facebook and an internet, uh, an interact, excuse me, an interactive website. And I'm just wondering if anyone else has done that. I'd appreciate you putting that out to your listeners. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you, Carrie. Now, Carrie sent me this as an email, and I asked her if she would call it in as a, as a question for about the church because sure. I am not aware of, personally, I, I haven't been involved in youth ministry in years, but I'm not aware of anybody who is right now currently effectively using Facebook fan pages and and Twitter and social media 
and and even podcasts for youth ministry. DG, are you aware of any that yeah. is is doing a good job of that? Yeah, uh, my wife. Okay, <laughs> I mean, I can't express to you how important Facebook is for youth ministry in the world we live in today. I, I yeah. just can't. I really, honestly can't. And they're slowly catching on to Twitter too. Um, but Facebook is a given in 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 my world, uh, in in my in my personal beliefs is when it comes to youth ministry. Uh, and yeah, fan, fan book pages. I, I think of course my wife could use those a little bit better cause she doesn't know exactly how to use that to its full extent. I haven't got to sit down and just say, okay, you can send a message out to everybody through your Facebook fan page or you know, right. whatever else. Um, and not so much the group stuff anymore, but you go to the fans area. Uh, so that, I think that's a necessity. And the best thing for you to do, uh, as a youth pastor is to get your kids involved is, is to get the, get the youth to create that fan page, give them photos, you know, let them be the ones that started up and make you an administrator and have them teach you how the best way to be able to use this is because then they're taking ownership of it and they're getting excited about it. And they're going to be able to invite all their friends via Facebook as well as at the school and everything else to be able to be a part of that. So I think that it, that is just a given for me. Right. Uh, for youth ministry. And, and Tiffany uses that to a certain extent, um, being able to send out messages and uh, being able to, uh, I know uh, Ryan Cortad, which is a good friend of mine and yours too. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he's he's starting up a brand new thing called the Northern Kentucky Youth Foundation, and uh, and it's a after school program for sixth to high school, sixth grade to high school, fifth grade to high school, um, and he's using Facebook like nobody's business, uh, creating it not only to be able to find support financially. But for people to become fans and they can join in and they can be able to see what this vision is actually becoming and be a part of it. Uh, so there's there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of cool stuff with with uh, with new media, uh, social me- new media. I think Twitter is great. I think that's a final thing. I think Foursquare and um, uh, Guala. Yeah, I think it's Guala. Yeah, uh, those kinds of things I think are completely untapped. Yeah, completely untapped. I wish one of them would die so we could all jump on one, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, but it's I I can't even express to you how amazing it is to be able to use those kinds of things, especially now that their their cell phones are getting a little bit bigger and better, mm-hmm. and so they're being able to answer and respond and get messages via their phones. Yes. Uh, and uh, I know the text messaging is just a given as yes. well. There's some great websites out there that you could type in a bunch of telephone numbers and send a message out, and it'll send it out to all of those those numbers right uh the wesley foundation director aaron kleinfelter here he does that for all of his wesley foundation members um he set that up to where he can send a message out and it'll send an email a text message and i don't know if it does a facebook message or not but but i mean it's it's a great communication tool especially for anyone who's you know a teen or younger right um or older too i mean that's college students too but anyway that's that's yeah, I, I and I think there's probably a ton of other people that are doing amazing things with that stuff. So I'd encourage everyone who's listening to call in, let us know, yeah. give us give us some more feedback. Yeah, we would love we would we would love the feedback uh, at 859-795-4067. Again, that's 859-795-4067. Also, um, if you wouldn't mind, uh, go ahead and leave it on our voice feedback. Let us know what you know that's going on out there and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But also, do me a favor and send a direct message or not, uh, send an at reply over to Carrie WTM. So it's C A R R I E W T M for words to mouth. And that's her Twitter ID. And if you wouldn't mind, send her a little at reply with a link to something that you think is really cool right. so she can have a look at it as quickly as possible. And really quick, one other thing that I've seen used and used effectively was events. 
they'll create an event on Facebook and tell everybody it's open, send it out to everybody. That works out really well for special events going on at your church or if you're doing laser tag somewhere or doing a putt-putt, whatever else. Those big events, you can put out all the information you need for that event, send it out. They can even add it to their calendars and their computers and their phones and whatever else. That works out really well. Very cool. DG, you have a book you want to throw out. Yes, I have uh, been I'm I'm, ready to catch. I'm right in the process right now of becoming a coach. They're training me to become a coach with uh, Spiritual Leadership Incorporated, SLI. Okay. Uh, dot Inc. Or SL dot Inc. <laughs> all right. Anyway, and um, in one of the first books that they have read through the entire process of, of being able to develop a really healthy leadership is uh, a, a book written by the Arbinger Institute, and that's an A, not an R, but R, or not an H, but an Arbinger, A, Arbinger Institute. And uh, they've written two books, but the one that I would suggest for everyone to be able to read is called The Anatomy of Peace. Okay. Um, it is not strictly a Christian written book, uh, although it has it talks about Christianity in it. Um, it also talks about uh, uh, Muslim and, and, and uh, in Israel and Israelis. It is one of the best well-written talk about leadership values that you need to have in your life, but it's, it's stuff that you need to have in your life. So this book is going to help you with your family life, your work life, uh, and just your life in general, in your own heart. Awesome. Um, and it is just an, a phenomenal book. It is not a blatantly out there Christian book, but it might as well be. They just do it. You know, they do it everything but mentioning Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior kind of a stuff. And it's written a uh, very easy read, so it's it's mostly time com- conversations between people. Right. Uh, so they're talking about some pretty deep uh, topics and thoughts and ideas, but they're doing it through a conversation with other people. And so it's a really great read. Um, it's written by the same people who wrote a book called Leadership and Self-Deception. But I would it, it, this, this one that I just told you about, The Anatomy of Peace, goes in e- even deeper into it. Uh, so I think you would... Just love it, Cliff. I mean, this is right up your alley kind of right. a book. And who's the author of it? The Arbinger Institute. Oh, okay. So, the, okay, it's, that's actually listed as the author. Correct. Yeah, I think it's, it's multiple authors, and they just put it out there as their name is the Arbinger Institute, The Anatomy of Peace. Awesome. Uh, is the name of the book. It's, it's, it's not too long. It's like 280 pages. It was. It's not bad at all. Oh, I like those books. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's not a thick book. I read it back. I, I read it to California and back. Took me awesome. six hours to read the whole book. I like those, and I'm a really slow reader, so yeah, so am I. It's a really great book. I want to throw it out there, and and I want to encourage everyone to be able to call in if you read that book. Uh, I know it's I know it's available on uh, iTunes if you don't read and you want to just listen to it. Oh, there's an auto audible version. There's an audible version of it. So that's awesome. I got an audible account now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So the anatomy of peace. Yes, we can talk about that later on sometime too. If yeah. You want to. Yeah. So I will. Cool. I will listen to that. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. We yep. love you, as yep. always. Please, Please join the community. Yep. Uh, and you can go, you can just go to gspn.tv. Uh, <laughs> 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 not dot com, dot TV uh, to find out more information. But it's gspn.tv slash. Just go to slash about. Oh, slash about. Okay. Yeah, if you go to gspn.tv okay. slash about, there is a list of all the different ways you can join Sweet. the community. Sweet. And we encourage you to join the community in as many ways as possible. Some amazing things happening around here, and it's it's so much a, a blessing. And I'm not just saying that because it's it's I'm involved in all of it. Is it, it? It's it really it is the community exactly. that is awesome. Exactly. And uh, we we just had some amazing time with so many people. In yeah. fact, yeah. we I can't wait. I'm actually looking for, get this. I'm looking forward to the end of recording today 
so I can go hang out with my friend Wendy from Belgium upstairs. And exactly. it's like taking her to the Apple store. She's going to have some Cincinnati chili. Chili. And, so, and then uh, we took her to Chipotle for lunch. And uh, Nice. Uh, DG's going to put the link to that or the name of that book author the Arbinger group in the chat room. Yep, I'm getting a I'm getting a uh, a link to Amazon. Awesome. Link to Amazon and also um, let's see here. I'm going to look up Audible. audible.com. It's called The Anatomy of Peace Resolving the Heart of Conflict. I like and it's that. It's A R B I N G E R Institute. So Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. I would actually encourage you if you've got a staff, a team, a, a, a nonprofit organization, just, I would tell everyone to read this book and have conversations around it. I really, really would. It's I can't imagine. I, really, it's a great book. Awesome. I just now added it to my wish list. Nice. And so there you go. All right. Well, we're going to run things out here. The music is almost over. <laughs> I should have started a little earlier. I didn't know how long B- DG's was going to talk about the book. So. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> you, you went back to the back part. We're like, I, we keep on talking. Yeah. He won't ever be quiet, that DG. I'll tell you. Hey, we'll be back next week. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Was, yes. Two yeah, weeks in a row, DG. <laughs> Woo. 102. Be looking for it. 102. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. Join the community. Oh, and pray for another church in your area that's not your own. That's right. Praxispodcast.com. Adoption.holums.com. Twitter.com slash Argon52. That's A-R-G-O-N-5. And GSPN. Yes. At GSPN. At GSPN. Bye, everybody. Bye.